this is Shifron Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. We've got Ian Lee from um, the Eleven O'clock Show. Wow. I was going to say, but that's probably not what you're doing now. Well, no, but I, that was like that was eleven, twelve years ago. Right. I was a young boy then, and now <laughs> I'm an old. Slightly fatter, greyer man. No, you haven't aged a day. Get out of here. <laughs> so, what, what are you doing at uh, Replay in Blackpool? I'm a last-minute host. I'm losing my voice. I hope uh, oh. you can hear me. I'm a last-minute host because Gail Porter from the telly mm. was supposed to be here, uh, but she, uh, I think she had work or something. Mm. And so I got a phone call, and I was free today, so I have come here just for today, and I'm going back tonight. Uh, and I love video games, so that's kind of why I'm here. But you were talking about um, the new uh, Repton game and how you're looking forward to playing on Repton's The Lost Realms. Yes. Uh, have you had a go on it yet? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really hard. I'm a, I love Repton. It is, I think, one of the greatest games. I have the original Repton on my iPhone. We're living really? in the future, so I got Repton on my iPhone. And I was uh, on holiday in Greece. With, um, that's irrelevant. I was with my 11-year-old nephew. <laughs> And I was showing him all the games on my phone and showing him GTA, and he's going, oh, yeah, brilliant. And Angry Birds, he's going, oh, yeah, that's all right. I said, oh, look at this, you're going to love this. And I showed him Repton, and he went, yeah, it's rubbish. <laughs> and I, he walked off, and I was a little bit upset, and then I realised it is the equivalent of my granddad showing me a stick. <laughs> and me going, what, yes, it's a stick. And it was, he was disappointed with it. But, yes, I have played the new Repton. I met the two um, gentlemen that have worked on it and have brought it to life, and mm. it's a treat. And it's exciting. I love this whole homebrew thing, or, you know, reimagining old games, because it's exciting that there are new games for the BBC. Yes, it, yes. It's 2010. Yeah. And they're, they're, people are bringing out games for that, and Spectrums and Commodores. I love it. I love it. Have you got any old consoles at home? Or yeah, I've got them all. Have you? Do, do you want the list? Mm. or? Definitely. Okay, so the, the BBC... Uh, Dragon, uh, Vectrex, Commodore 64, Spectrum Plus 2. I, I can't be bothered with the rubber keys. Um, <laughs> a NES, Dreamcast, and all the... I think there's, there's more. Amazing. But the Dreamcast and the Vectrex are the, one that I use, the ones that I use the most. They're mm. kind of out more often. And a lot of them are in the attic. And I'm having that dilemma. We're about to move house. And they've been in the attic for a while, ever since we had a baby. And I'm having the dilemma of... Do I get rid of... Yeah, get rid of the baby, keep the games. Get that's rid of the baby, that's yeah. it, that blooming <laughs> boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to kind of get rid of a lot of them, not mm. chuck them away, that would be sacrilege. I'd obviously no. I'd sell them for, I don't know, what, £15? Sell, sell them as Ian Lee's form of game. I'll courses. sign them. Yes. That should boost up the price by about 50 pence, I think. But the, the Vectrex is a beautiful machine. Ve- so the Vectrex and the Dreamcast would definitely stay. The Vectrex yeah. is stunning. There was one here for 80 quid, mm. which is a really good price. I think it had some games, because I think mine... I got mine on eBay with a couple of games. I think it was about £95. Wow. And it's beautiful, mm. you know, and it is a stunning... It looks... The, the, the design of the cabinet is gorgeous and the games themselves are a beautiful black and white vector. Mm. I don't bother putting the colour uh, plastic over the top. I think that looks silly. Right, you want to keep it pure, as God yeah, intended. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a purist. <laughs> it's, it's, like, um, it's like Tron or something, isn't it? The Vectrex. It's yeah. like you're, you're in there with the game. It's just lines. That's are you, are you excited about um, Tron Legacy coming out? Yeah, quite excited. Yeah. I'm quite t- excited and worried at the same time. But. Well, I... I I watched the original Tron recently and it's brilliant and then I watched the, the second disc which oh, is, is, it, is it though? No it's brilliant <laughs> The little frisbees full of oh, yeah, milk the, the frisbees, and the frisbees silly, little Tron light cycles Yeah the light cycles Even though they cheat days. later on and they can sort of bend a bit but, um, but then I watched the making of documentary which is about three hours long right. and halfway through I thought Jesus this is really tedious but I'm, I'm in it now I can't back up Anyway Tron Legacy <laughs> looks wicked is what yes. I'm saying 
very exciting. Not relevant to the question. I don't know what the question no, it's was. Good. So. I was just, no, it wasn't really a question. I was just observing <coughs> that the uh, the old Vectrex is a little bit like being in Tron. That's like being in Tron, the, yes. The Spot on. Are people are still writing games for Vectrex. Are they really? Yeah, homebrew Vectrex community. Amazing. Wonderful. I love that. And especially I love it when they, they're updating old games, like the Repton one is sort of a, a game based on some old code that someone found on a forum like 20 years ago. And yeah, some, someone was trying to tell me the story, and I didn't quite understand it, but someone posted on a news group, yes. oh yeah, I, I wrote Repton 4, but they never used it, and yep. then they found the code five years later, but it was full of bugs, That's so they right. had to kind they of start from scratch. From scratch. And yep. oh, I do say to these people, get a job. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're obviously so clever. And I'm glad they're doing these things because it's good for me. But they're obviously so clever and they're such nice people that are doing it. Yeah. If they use those, those powers for good, they, yes. could, you know, they could rule the world, surely. So was there a, an international uh, slant to this or is it a very UK-focused event? Um, it's UK-focused in that it's sort of based around the history of British computing. Hmm. Um, but there were people there that had travelled from other countries. Like there were some guys from Denmark that just turned up and just wanted to oh. play those. And there was Japanese, quite a lot of Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. Japanese, um, they call them candy machines or something. Um, What's one of those? They're they're like um, white arcade machines mm-hmm. that are a bit slicker and a bit nicer. And they probably have them in whatever the Japanese equivalent of like the Chocolate Center is. Um, I can imagine. So. I imagine it being quite noisy. Mm. Lots of beeping. The whole, the whole thing. I mean, I was saying like it's an absolutely vast building, um, room where it was in, like a where, like a massive warehouse, but it was actually like an exhibition centre, and um, it was even though it was huge, it was absolutely deafening. Like but, an eight-bit yeah. cacophony. Yeah, yeah, and and the, some of the machines being much louder than others. So you'd walk around <laughs> and there'd be all these like little kind of Amstrads trying to beep at you, and then you'd go around there'd be Dance Dance Revolution, oh, wow. loads of noise. Um, Did you have a go? Uh, yeah, it was rubbish, of course. Yeah, I've, have you ever played a dance DDR? Yeah, I've, I've played uh, a DDR. Not, Are you any good? Uh, well, as you can imagine, <laughs> looked a bit like a giraffe on acid, <laughs> <laughs> flailing around. Yeah, I think I'm a bit too tall for them, really. Yeah. I imagine I'm, that you in your heels would have been an interesting sight on I took uh, my shoes off, actually, very wise. for that, yes. But I think uh, there was a thing where I was feeling like you have to jump on it quite hard because I was kind of just t- I realised I was just sort of touching it with my oh, toes and yeah. you actually have, it has to feel you land on it right so um, so yeah well, not once I realised that it got a bit better but it's a bit yeah too dainty too light I know it's too it's too like a, uh, yes that's what it was definitely and Ian Lee was there Ian as, Lee yes from uh, what Bits was he in Bits no uh, I don't know but he was in Thumb Bandits because we talked about that Thumb Bandits that's what I was thinking of and he did um, a documentary he was telling me called Thumb Candy did he where he talked to lots of yeah where he talked to lots of the old retro gaming uh, heroes interesting I'm on computers I'm on the shore have you ever been to Blackpool before? No, have you? Uh, years and years ago. you finding it cold? <laughs> it was really warm when I came and got to the station. I don't know mm. what the weather's like now. But I did get to the station at half nine this morning. Half nine this morning. That's amazing. And there were girls dressed like snakes with really short skirts mm-hmm. on and low-cut tops. I was thinking, mm. wow, I'm in the north. This is yes. the north. Yes. This is what it's like. That's terrible. You can't, you can't say things like that. No, I can. About the north. It, I can. It's a generalisation, but it's a fact. Did you interview any of these guys when you were... Because back in the day, you were doing, like... Thumb Bandits and things uh, I did Thumb Bandits Alex I did Thumb Candy which was a documentary about video games okay. where I got to interview people like Matthew Smith and um, Nolan Bushnell and Al Alcorn and people like that 
Thumb Bandits was a bit rubbish. Was it? Yeah, it was <laughs> rubbish, and it was a real disappointment because what they did before that was bits. Yes. Where it was Alex and um, two other Emily and um, I can't remember the third girl's name. So, so three really hot girls. <laughs> and what they did was they got rid of two of the really hot girls and got me in instead. Now, mm. gamers are not going to like that at all. <laughs> and I was told that we could write it and we could it would have our own voice and there wouldn't be horrible speeded up comedy sketches and it wasn't like that at all oh. and we ended up kind of doing stuff I got told off because in a review I said I didn't like a game Max Payne which I thought was a rubbish game and um, all the games companies said well we're not going to let you have any more games cause, so I, had to, I was told you've got to write nice reviews about games I said well I can't I can't do that if they're rubbish Yeah. so it wasn't a very happy experience it was, do you play games still? are you just into the old ones? no I do play games mm. not so much since we had a baby but the baby was away last night, so I had a little <laughs> session on Bloodstone. I had uh, a little bit of Fable 3, which isn't really my cup of tea, but I got sent it and I thought I ought to review it. Um, and what was what was the other game? There was another game, a third game. Do you know what it was? How, how could I possibly guess? There's no game that's come out recently. any game recently. recently come out. Red Dead Redemption. I was trying to get that the, the ah. zombie code. I can get the zombie code to work. What for red? Oh, because you can play it against zombies. There's now. a zombie mode That's now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yes, I do like games. But I, I, I kind of generally play my Xbox, and I generally go online. Your Vectrex. My Vectrex. <laughs> Wouldn't be great if you could put a Vectrex online. There must be someone. Have in you this seen building. the tweeting spectrum they've got here? No. <gasps> There's around the corner, just around here. Yeah. There is a spectrum called the SpectraNet, which you program in C. Yeah. Um, and it's a little kind of card, and you plug it into your spectrum. And um, you can send a tweet from your spectrum. Wow. Why, why would you do that? Because it's so cool. It is kind of cool, but it must have taken him ages to do that. And you just sort of think, come on. I'm not saying there's definitely nothing wrong with him. <laughs> 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 you said that. <laughs> I didn't. Right. It is cool. It is very cool. Uh-huh. I used to get beaten up at school for having a BBC and for having Betamax videos. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah. Right, yeah. so. I've got a VHS on my desk at the moment. I'm using it for... Um, as a, lap, as a keyboard laptop stand. Really? Yeah, it's just slightly too high. It's I made, um, uh, we have a cat flap in the back door, but it's a little bit too high for the cat to get out of. She can do it now, but <laughs> she couldn't for a while. So I made steps out of old VHS oh. tapes for her, and she climbed up these steps. That's so sweet. We've got that in So where did you get the tapes? Because uh, I'm, I'm actually looking for VHS tapes. The well, they're, they're mine. You can borrow them if you want. <laughs> oh, right. But what about your cat? Are we stuck outside? Well, she's it? learned how to do it now. Okay. But they were all like, it's like, they were bootlegs of Kiss in concert and old 11 o'clock show tapes. So if you want uh, either of those things, I'm your man. Are you having fun? It's, it's a good am, day, isn't it? It's yeah. a lot of good stuff. I got there. to level three on Chucky Egg and I'm in, I'm in the top two. I'm the top wow. two on the, on the school chart. By, by getting to level three? Yes. <laughs> third screen? <laughs> yes. On we, on it's hard. It's hard. Okay. Kids, easy. <laughs> I, I used to have to get round it twice. The second time you get to it, I think the, the duck comes out yes. and gets you. It's a bastard. I did that recently on the um, BBC emulator thing, yeah. and it was uh, it was really frightening. Like the, the duck is quite funny, it's but not it's, fr- it's not frightening. It's, it's cracking its beak, but it's fine. Someone's you... shown me how to use the, a BBC emulator <laughs> at last. Can I'm so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting bored of what you were saying. <laughs> this is about me. You can talk about this anytime. <laughs> Uh, someone showed me how to use a BBC emulator. Yes. I don't know how to use them. Uh, was it BBEM? Yeah. Uh-huh. So now on the way home tonight, I'm going to play Elite. Nice. That's awesome. I'm quite excited that the world champion of Pac-Man is here. He's second. Second now. I think he he's was, the second. In the 80s, he was the champion for yeah, a year or gone, something. Yeah, he's gone down a bit. Uh, I think he was second. The bald fella. Yes. I think you were just introduced to, to just, him and the Missile saying, Command. Yes, chat. that's right. Take him on. I will. He was saying now that he goes for perfect games, so if he kind of misses a ghost or misses something, 
he, he switches it off and starts again and reboots, <laughs> which is... It's a bit childish. See that to his face. Again, switch it off with the wall. Mm. Have you had a go on Steel Battalions? No. Steel Battalions is awesome. The Xbox game where you have this massive controller with 43 buttons on it. Wow. And it's got a button to do the windscreen wipers. You're not impressed. <laughs> it has. It really has. You're not impressed What do you, What is it that you're... What are you? What are you, what are you pretending to be in this game? Is it a pretend to be a soldier? I thought you were asking me. <laughs> what, what are you? You're like inside a robot. Mm. All right, well... You're like, a, like a giant... You're like a giant robot killing machine. Yes, that's cool. And so you have to... You have pedals. And it's got windscreen wipers. It has, because it rains on one of the levels. Right. And if you, can't, don't, if you don't hit the windscreen wiper button, what are you going to do? Mm. To start it... You have to push a button, then wait, then push another button, then wait, then push another button, then flick these switches like like in a, uh, in a film. So you saw something cool and you were oh. going to tell me about it like two weeks ago and we totally forgot. I did. Well, I think it was maybe last week I said it was the, the most awesome thing I'd seen all week. <laughs> right. And I think it's still the most awesome thing I've seen all fortnight now. Yeah. So picture the scene, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the gym and I went for a swim and I went back to the men's changing room that's where you get dressed afterwards yes and there was a man and he had you're wondering where the story's going now but he there was <laughs> incredible it's nothing to do with penises there was a man standing at the end of the uh changing room thing where the hairdryers are uh-huh. and he had this is so awesome <laughs> I wish I'd thought of it he had a hairdryer in each hand oh which is brilliant like the most efficient way of drying your hair <laughs> if there are lots of hairdryers to be had <laughs> is to take more than one of them up in your hand and I can't really really convey the audio but I'm trying to mime imagine just holding a hairdryer in each hand now what you're giving up there of course is you're giving up the playing with your hair with the other hand uh-huh. action which I think is a, is a bit of a uh, bit of a flaw yes but what you're gaining is twice as much <laughs> air power did he have long hair or was it just that he enjoyed the sensation of two hairdryers <laughs> firing his hair? I mean, you can imagine how awesome it looks. But he did have fair... I mean, he had longer hair than I do. Um, I'd say he had a mane. Right. And he was seemingly in, quite enjoying. He had quite big hand actions as he was, as uh-huh. he was sort of waving them around himself. And I thought, if I had two hairdryers at home, I would completely do that. And of course, you go to the gym, and that's you know that that's mm. one of the perks of going there is hair dryers on tap. As many hair dryers as you can hold. <laughs> if he had three hands, he would have had three on the go. Did you go up with another one and offer to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could have helped to him increase out. his output by fifty percent. That's amazing. I might have freaked him out a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I nearly. <laughs> you just got up and stood next to him and started doing the same that. thing. Adam from the Vintage Computer Festival at the National Museum of Computing at Bletchley Park. Yep. How's it going? What have you been up to here? It's been great. Yeah, I've been uh, restoring my PDP-8 I've got over there. Nice. We've uh, recently pulled it out of storage. It was in rather a bad shape and I've taken everything out and cleaned it. And uh, we're hoping to get it working in the next few months. Um, we're exhibiting a few items today. We've got the Doomsday System from 1980s classrooms. Yeah. Um, we've got various British computers and, and a selection of hand crank calculators. Fantastic. And what's been getting the most interest so far? Um, we've had quite a bit of interest in the Wolverhampton Witch, actually, which has soon become the world's oldest working computer. Um, we've got the banner from it here, and we've got one of the cold cathode valves over on the table. And, uh, and the video, of course, Tony produced. And we're hoping to have that working by next April. Tell us a bit more about the Doomsday System because I remember this being a massive deal when I was at school. Everyone's very excited. It, it's, it's a disc, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, it's a laser disc, and yeah. uh, it's controlled by BBC Master System with a six five zero two co processor. Right. Um, 
basically students were asked to write in about their daily lives and what it's like in their town and everything. It's a map, they took photographs in each town, sent them into the BBC. The BBC compiled them into discs, uh, mostly called the community discs. There's other ones about fashion at the time, that kind of stuff. Um, and it's all available on BBCs, kids in classrooms used to use it to research projects. Nice. Yeah, and one of our projects at the museum at the minute is to rebuild a 1980s classroom. So we've got a classroom kitted out all BBC micros oh, and with a uh, doomsday system and everything. And we get A-level kids in to come and uh, write some code on them and see what it was like. It's foreign snacks. Oh, that's Around the world, Navy snacks. That's what, what we call it. You've forgotten, so, oh. so soon we forget. Where has the, the, the globe stopped spinning today? <laughs> right, dear Layla, Ruin Dave, that's in order of importance, obviously. He's finding closed. Some Brazilian chockies from a discount supermarket. An imposter jacket of opal fruit. I'm going to guess that's packet. packet. Yeah. Pa- I thought it was going to be jacket potato, but it's, it's not. It's of opal fruits. Um, the newly revived American Mars bar. Keep up the good work, Nick Sweeney. Kiss, kiss. Thank you, Nick Sweeney. So Nick lives in the US. He li- yeah, he d- he does live in the US. I think he found these in a Brazilian supermarket because I was looking in a Brazilian supermarket here in here in that London mm-hmm. just the other day. Fancy London. Uh, yeah, and um, uh, and I saw some, some. This appears to be the kind of Brazilian equivalent of Quality Street uh, that that Layla's uh, Sorry, yeah. shredding, uh, and and it's. Garotto. Garotto. And it's and a big that, box and, and then of very, nice. varying different sorts of chocolates. Yeah, you see, like, they've, they've, they've all got different flavours. Like, um, I mean, like, I mean, let's let's take let's them, get out. them out. There's the, there's the Moo Caramello, of course. Uh, I, I'm, I'm saying this like I recognise them. An enormous thing that's just called Surreal. Um, <laughs> wow. That's uh, Serenata de, de Amor, which I believe is Spanish or something for Song of Love. That they one's got huge. no name. They're like, they're like quality street on steroids. Oh, mm. I know. This is a, this is a roll of that sweet baton. Baton, the chocolate, chocolate banco. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a surreal peanut butter. Mm. Look, it's, it's, it's about, it's about the size of like a, of a, of a small marshmallow. Oh, oh. What's it like? And to start with, I thought, oh, this is nice. It's just solid block of chocolate. Yeah. But it's got a really smoky, almost meaty. Aftertaste. It's not even an aftertaste. It's like a during taste. Has it been flavoured with bacon? It really seems like it might have been. Oh god, maybe that's why it's pink. I thought, oh, it's pink. It'll be like a rose cream or something. It's just Isn't assorted it? bonbons. I don't know. Like, um, mm. I mean, we could see. We could see if there's um, if there's mul- if there's multilingual instructions handed on here. Someone have a bite of that one. Oh, I think you should try this baton while I oh. while I get stuck into your uh, smoky nice. smoky chocolate. But I'm not falling for the. Smells and looks a bit like Milky Bar, but just in a perfect cylinder. Well, visually, this is quite an appealing box of chocolates, mm-hmm. but this thing I was trying, the surreal white chocolate thing, mm-hmm. with a very nasty um, <laughs> nasty bit of biscuit inside it. None of the flavours are particularly mm. sweet or like real chocolate. Oh, yeah. Um, well, don't forget, it's from Brazil, so it's probably designed for, for, a, um, for a warm climate. Mm. Mm. Bear yeah. in mind, it's, a, it's at least... Two months overdate. Oh, it's a, yeah, yeah. So oh, well, that, that won't be helping them. <laughs> um, there's certainly a lot of chocolate in this box. It's good, isn't it? No, thanks, thanks very much, nice. Nick, Nick Sweeney. Like you have, um, you have, you're, you're spoiling this. What's the best one anyone's had? I think the best one for me. Was you like the, the baton? Or the white chocolate? Yeah, any of the white chocolate things. I think we're good. 
It's peanut butter in coconut. Oh. What a crazy idea. Does it work? It kind of does. It's quite nice. It's like eating a it's like eating a peanut butter bounty. I'm trying. Mm. I have it does, it does stop Is there not marzipan in there as well? Oh yeah, I think you're right. <coughs> They've just put everything in there. Not enough sugar though. <laughs> but of course, let's not forget that Brazil, India and China will be the great global superpowers. In that order. Not this next century. Well, you know, the, 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 when people like to pronounce them um, as the brick block. Domination is coming. Yeah. When the Garato Corporation finally take over Quality Street, um, <laughs> don't, don't, say, don't say you weren't warned. With the... They've already gone for the big super size version anyway, haven't they? Yeah. The, uh, the big purple one, I better watch out. Hello, this is Simon out of Trev and Simon. Sorry Trev can't be here today, but he's dead. This is Shifter Unstop. Stuck in the 80s, and are you saying... Or Sid 80s. Sid 80s is how you say it. Sid is, is, is the, was the old Commodore sound chip. So we've got um, Ben Dalgleish and John Hare. We're a band that play um, old... Uh, uh, well, mainly music? Commodore music from um, 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 old games. And we play them with real instruments. And um, we have great fun. So far in this band, I played Spanish guitar, electric guitar, and bass right. guitar. Ben played yesterday. Well, Mark, Mark what did you play yesterday? Bass. Yesterday I played bass, accordion, keyboards, penny whistle, penny whistle, wow. uh, and that was about it. And he so brought his drum. I, but he didn't play. Yeah, it. I brought a load of drums and various <laughs> other things. But and, we so, mix um, it up basically. Yeah. And I did some singing yesterday for the first time. Gee, what did you sing? Are there ones with, uh, with yeah, some words? Yeah, some yeah, songs yeah. that I've written that people, you know, they've been on games. Okay, right. can afford a, mainly can afford a tunes. I yeah. did, and uh, so, oh, I did oh, and you did your song with Deo Deos and a few. Yeah. Ooh, and you sung your old yes. romantic song from oh, the past. I did. Yes. I, did. I, I, I sang a little song that I wrote when I was fourteen. Oh, Love song. We were reminiscing yesterday. We were, yeah. Bass player couldn't we make it, unfortunately, yeah, so I took make. over on bass. <laughs> so we were nervous about getting 33 people. He has got blisters on his hands. He I had got to call for a plaster out the audience. Oh, oh my God. Out of the audience. Is there a plaster it, the Really? House? Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> <laughs> go look at my poor fingers. <laughs> I haven't played bass for many, many years. And, um, you did very well. You're here. Oh, thank you very That's much. That's what it's all about, isn't it? You have to Suffer for my art, indeed. Bleeding things. How do you work out the tune from a from an old Commodore game? How do you actually, like, you know... Quite often, with a lot of the stuff that I wrote, I originally wrote it in my head for a rock band or for an orchestra or something mm. and then um, converted it to the so in my head I was hearing kind of the full sounds as it were yes. and then uh, wrote the chip version right uh, and uh, uh, so now it's just it's, it's bringing it back out to life again as it yeah. were bringing it back out to original arrangements um, but yes I mean we all know the tunes we all we all just yeah. we, we, we pick up the bits we work out we're, we're all kind of quite anal as musicians and so we need to make sure that every single note is absolutely correct yes. um, and um, yeah we, we just sit and play the pieces but it's quite ramshackled the, the, right. the kind of the way we describe it I said it's very anal but indeed no yeah, it's, it's, um, can people um, buy your songs on CD yes. or something oh, thank you is that possible uh, yes. <laughs> 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 we've, we've got this site called development company is called Sensible Software mm. and basically Sensible Soundware has retained the music rights to all the old Sensible songs but also SensibleSoundware.com which is like a website obviously yeah it's, it's got a whole bunch of 
different bits of music from all sorts of different computer musicians. Not just their computer game music, but also their other music, which didn't go on computer games. Okay. My personal history, um, my company Sensible Software, myself and my partner Chris, mm. we um, ran the company for 13 years. We were very successful, actually, on the Commodore 64 and the Amiga in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we had quite a lot of well-known games. Mm. And one of them was Sensible Soccer. And Sensible Soccer now... I'm due to play something in the final of a football competition later on today. Right. Uh, Are you worried? I'm a, little, well, I'm a bit out of practice. I mean, I, I know how to play, obviously. I wrote, I wrote it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was one of the writers. We were a team writing. Mm-hmm. I was a designer, actually, and the artist. So, um, yeah, we... we um, I'm quietly nervous, but don't tell anybody. Because <laughs> they're normally intimidated. For the first half, they think I'm going to be great, and then they realise... They've been playing it for the last few months, and I haven't even looked at it for two years. Right. Which is the reality. You haven't been yeah. practicing at all then? No. no, no. I'll just go on my natural um, uh, optimism, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm in computers. So, should we try the, these other things from Nick then? Yeah. We've got some, uh, some Starburst Summer Fun Fruits. Now, I. I Given your track record of Starburst flavours, Dave, <laughs> I'm not expecting these yeah, to go down very well. No, no, this was my complaint in the in the states, and I don't know if, if this is actually what Nick's responding to. My, my, I was saying in the states they've got loads. Yeah, like you know, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a rainbow connection of um, of different flavour Starbursts, mm. and like and here we're fobbed off with sour cherry or something. But anyway, that made you so angry that you seemed <laughs> unwilling to uh, to engage properly with the the delights put in front of you. They look amazing. So these are summer fun fruits. Uh, It says Wrigley Junior on it. That's a bit odd. Oh, there's chewing gum. Um, No, uh, I think Wrigley's is now a subsidiary, again, of the Mars Corporation, formerly Master Foods. What what flavours have you gone for? This is the dark red one. What's that? Uh, It says on it... What should we... How should we know? This is strawberry and watermelon. a cherry splash. Yours is a what? Strawberry and watermelon. Oh, and I've got a cherry splash. So they've got lemon limeade. I mean, you know, this is like. Yeah, look at the colour of that. <gasps> wow. That's that looks like a dog treat. That's vivid. It does. It looks like a biscuit you'd buy at Pets at Home. I have to say, this does taste of watermelon mm. and strawberry, kind of. Well done. And the cherry splash is quite a strong cherry flavour. Very sweet. It's got all the sugar in it that the uh, the Garotto <laughs> selection didn't taken out. Maybe osmosis had occurred <laughs> in the package. Um, is someone going to try the banana? No. I will. I'm not. I can't stand I'm not banana. Do you not like banana either, though? I like bananas. Oh. I don't like banana flavouring. Same oh. with strawberry. I love eating strawberries, but strawberry flavouring is rubbish. And that's a solid um, watermelon flavour there that um, you may also recognise from the Jolly Rancher range. I love Jolly Ranchers. Mm. And, uh, well, and, uh, you are a bit of a Jolly Rancher, aren't you? <laughs> it sounds like an expression. Wasn't that your nickname in the old office? Very suggestive. Hi, I'm Rue. Would you like one of my Jolly Ranchers? Now, Dave, you'll, you'll correct me on this if I'm wrong. But in, inevitably, in, in Her Majesty's Great Britain, mm-hmm. when you buy yourself some Starburst, they're double wrapped, aren't they? There's a there's a thin white wrapping and then the colourful outer wrapping. No. Do you know what I mean? Like each sweet has a double layer of. Oh, well, it's you know this is a real test. I think mm-hmm. maybe that was the case in the past. I don't think that's the case now. Mm. Um, Go, you know, we, we we had those Starburst smoothies that you bought like only a couple of weeks ago or something. And I had a feeling they also had the double, no. double layer. No, do you well, not I think, think this they is were just a childhood like memory that's just pristinely coming back to you? But I, th- I think it wasn't when I was very young. I think there's a phase that they ah. went through of being. But they probably weren't even wax wrapped, were they? When we were oh, they were just been paper just like got stuck on your teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A> bit <laughs> old newspaper. <laughs> 
How, we, how are you finding the banana? The effect? banana was very banana-y, like very like uh, real bananas. Mm. I thought the flavour was good. Oh, oh, blimey, yeah, that's half the Mars bar. George, I like to try... <laughs> Has it been refrigerated? Because then we can cut it up oh, like, like they advertise it. They have the sophisticated adverts. What, with the nice and that you slice it up like a violetta. <laughs> yeah, have you never done that? What, with a Mars bar? Yeah. Cut it into like a cake? Yeah, that's like um, well, you know, in the um, in the nineteen seventies. I, I like the idea of it. That's quite sweet. I like. Uh, oh look, you've got a knife on you and everything. Dave, Dave carries cutlery. It's got nuts in it. Yeah, that looks. I mean, like you couldn't see this on the packet because you tore it open too too quickly. Sorry. This is um, <laughs> Sorry. this is, this is, <laughs> this is some special Mars with with almond in. It looks like a dark chocolate as well. It doesn't have as much caramel at the top as a British Mars bar, does it? Heavy on the nougat. Mm. Do you remember the Mars light and dark thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Weren't they a bit like this somehow? Yes. I think because of the chocolate and I, and being I, a bit I, think, I think the chocolate's a bit darker on, on this one, and oh. it's a little bit lighter inside, but yeah, that's that's obviously presumably some setting. They can, <laughs> they can do it at the factory. <laughs> they can turn that. They can, they can just increase the contrast. Just go, <laughs> sat up, dial that up. Lovely. Yeah, Lovely. Nick, Nick's done, done us proud. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. That's like, um, I feel like I've, tr- I've crossed the Atlantic and back. Thanks, Nick. And, and we should say if anyone in, is in a foreign country uh, and wants to send us snacks or sweets. Thanks, Dave. Uh, we'll see you next time for more snacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad. Um, exhibiting acorn machines, um, just showing them to people who have come along and say, "Wow, they've never seen these old machines before." Or other people who are slightly older, they remember them from school. Um, retro clinic. Uh, it's just a hobby for me, really. Uh, I try and refurbish the machines. I add new hardware to them, uh, uh, make it easier to load games from the internet because five and a quarter inch floppy disks that these machines use are quite hard to get hold of now and tend to be quite unreliable so I use compact flash and USB system for the BBCs to make it easier for people to load up the games and still enjoy the the classic games on the classic hardware so um, what games have you got running here today? Um, this is running on this is Elite Um, this is on my new co-processor which is uh, a second processor device for the BBC. So this is actually a dual, effectively a dual core BBC. Um, the Acorn, Acorn actually invented them that way back in the back in the 1980s. Um, but this one is actually running at 16 megahertz, whereas the original BBCs ran at 2 megahertz. So it's running quite a bit faster. It uh, makes Elite virtually unplayable at that speed. Although we have had a few people who have docked quite successfully at that speed. So. They're experts at it already. So what is Retro Clinic? Is it just you fixing up machines? Do you sell them afterwards? Yes, uh, yeah, it's me fixing up machines. Um, I sell them on eBay. Um, I sell the extra hardware on eBay. Uh, I also do repairs to arcade machine boards, uh, mainly Sega and Atari. And yeah, it's just me doing this in my spare time, really, as, as a hobby for something to do. And how can people find you? Do you have a website? Yeah, I have a website. It's uh, www.retroclinic.com. Okay, thanks very much. Right, cheers, thank you. All the listeners. <laughs> all, the, all the millions of listeners that we might one day get. Uh, this is Shifran Stop. It's um, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews and us showing off the people that we know. There's definitely some of that.
Oh my god! Isn't that amazing? I don't. I have no recollection of that. It's like <laughs> a different person saying that. So if you made it a bit faster. Oh. <laughs> Which is a bit chipmunky. So you can t- you can tell it instead. Preserve the pitch, even though it's oh, faster. Cool. Uh, this is your fun sop. It's um, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy. And- That's okay. Yeah. You could follow that. Yeah, it's like I've had but, too much coffee. Yeah, let's halve it instead. And I reckon it's difficult to listen to this without thinking that you're either really stoned <laughs> or pissed. Actually, fun podcast about <laughs> games. That's the speed I actually think of. <laughs> Comedy and <laughs> interviews and us showing off the people that we know. There's definitely some of that. <laughs> it sounds really sad, doesn't it? That's all so weird. It's, it's like so peculiar. It's like we're coming around from an operation. In any attempt to keep it topical. Uh, no, no, no. Au contraire. I'm going to start download. I can download it using uh, the iTunes? internet. Yes, is that there? That's, is it? That's the conventional way. I'm going to download it today. <laughs> or you can buy it on audio cassette and just listen to it in your car. I haven't got a tape player in my car oh. anymore. I have a tape player at home. Okay. Yeah. Well done. Not many people could say that. No, I'm, I'm a big fan of the tapes. Of, uh, the Vectrex and yeah, yeah. The Vectrex is next to the tape player actually. Wow. You should come around and have a go. I will. I've got a wife. I'm not trying to chat you up in case you thought <laughs> it's got a bit sleazy and not at all. But let's do it when she's out. Here. <laughs> I feel like we should come round. I feel like me and my co-podcaster Rue should come round to your house and look at all your stuff. Now is Rue a gentleman or a lady? He's a gentleman. Yeah. Is he? And is well, he? Is he a gentleman? A, he's male. Um, yeah, he is. What's Rue short? Rupert, I guess. No, no, it's short for Andrew. Well, if he wants to come round, he can come round and play Vectrex one night. Of course. Okay, let's do that. Let's have a mainly Vectrex party. That's a date. Ian Lee, it's been a delight talking Thank to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been nice talking to you. You've been listening to Shift Run Stop. You can follow us on Twitter at Shift Run Stop. Visit the website shiftrunstop.co.uk and send an email to podcast at shiftrunstop.co.uk.